What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Scrubs to MD. My name is Danny. And I'm Zane. And today we're going to continue talking about how to become a scrub. Uh, this time we're actually going to be getting into a new series discussing the medical school application process. Yes, this is super, super exciting. So yeah, last, last year was, was kind of the undergrad series where we talked about things to do in undergrad, but now we're, we're starting to ramp up into the, the med school application process, which is pretty much coming up. I mean, it's basically happening right yeah, now, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But luckily, Zane and I are done with that. So now we can just kind of tell you nerds uh, our stories. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so basically, we're just a brief overview really quick of uh, the primary application process. There's two main types of applications. There's the AMCAS, which is for MD schools, and there's the ACOMAS, ACOMAS application. Is that I think so. That's how yeah. You say it, yeah. yeah, that's for DO schools. Zane and I only did AMCAS for MD schools. Um, and the reason why it just DO didn't really appeal to us. And uh, I think that that's it. We're just going to leave it yeah. at that. I mean, it, you, know, you could become a doctor either way. It's really what works best for you. And yeah. Uh, but so mainly the, the applications are pretty similar, though, uh, in terms of structure, there's usually um, actually that you want to talk about structure. Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, both of them are pretty similar in terms of the application process. You have to submit your grades and classes. So, you know, that's basically just typing in everything from your transcripts and also your grades into so AMCAS, which is pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you really got to proofread that one. It's, it's a struggle. Like two or three times, got to make sure you have the right like school system. It's, it's a pain. Yeah. Um, then there's the MCAT. Usually, at least for AMCAS, it's automatically in your application. Um, I don't know how it is for a COMAS. You might have to import it because I know AMCAS is directly affiliated with the WAMC, so... You might have to import it, you might not, I'm not entirely sure. Um, and then there's the activity descriptions. So you have to write like a short, I think it's like 750 character description on each of your activities. And then you get an extra thousand for three of your most meaningful activities. Um, and I think the character limit is a little bit different for the ACOMAS one. And then finally, there's a personal statement, which is what we're gonna be talking about today, uh, which is just basically why you wanna be a doctor. Yeah, so you, you said the character limit was a little bit uh, different. I believe it's shorter for both the activities and the personal statement, just yes, by a yes. little bit, um, not too much, but I believe there's just a small difference there. And um, like I said, this is a series, right? So we're going to be doing kind of an episode for each of these things. Um, well, we're not going to do an episode for classes and grades because we'll <laughs> let you guys experience that for yourselves. If you need help with that, then... <laughs> talk to somebody else this is not a podcast <laughs> we don't we don't want to deal with that <laughs> we don't want to go through that again yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so we're going to talk about personal statement today which honestly is usually people regard the either the personal statement or, or the mcat as kind of your first step in the application process it depends uh, zane and i both both kind of had different things i ended up writing my personal statement first i, I took the mcat pretty late but you did the opposite zane right yeah i mean i took the mcat like a year almost before i even submitted my application so it's kind of pick and choose i think my way personally is a little bit better just because yeah you have like more dedicated time looking at your personal statement rather than trying to do personal statement in your free time while you're studying for the MCAT because MCAT's going to take priority over personal statement any day. So for, for sure. Yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely talk, get into that a little bit more on our next episode about the MCAT, but uh, yeah. personal statement. Okay. 
what is it? It's basically, I, I mean, I don't really know what the prompt is. It's some kind of like maybe three sentences or so, but it's basically, yeah. why do you want to be a doctor, right? That That's really what you need to know. And the character limit, I believe for AMCAS was around like 5,300 characters. Yeah, I think it was 5,300. Which roughly translates to like a page or so, give or take. A little bit more than a page. I say like a page and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. So basically, why do you want to be a doctor, which feels like something you should probably know right if you're applying to med school but yeah. it's it's tough man it's it's a tough question because you don't want to sound cliche you don't want to sound like everybody else but you also want to tell your own story right so it's it's a it's a struggle writing this thing it, it's going to take it's going to take some time i wouldn't push it to the last minutes because oh, yeah. it's going to take some time it's going to take <clears> some drafts um so zane why don't you get into kind of how you started with your initially started drafting your personal statement yeah um i probably started drafting my f- very first draft about a month before like the amcas application started so like around this time in april like mid-april what i did to start off with is just think about all the experiences i've had in terms of clinical experiences especially that have kind of somehow led me to be a doctor. So shadowing experiences, uh, volunteering experiences, um, you know, whatever experiences you've had with patients, it's definitely going to be important. And even if you don't end up using them in your personal statement, you know, they'll definitely be important for you for putting into your activity section. That way you kind of kill two birds with one stone. So I kind of just wrote, you know, whatever came to mind at the time that I felt had something to do with my story into getting to medicine. And that's kind of just how I started. And I think I had probably like two and a half pages written down as my first draft. And obviously, you know, <laughs> that was way too long. And a lot of it was just, you know, pieces that didn't really fit together. And it took a lot of editing and time. How about you, Danny? How, how did you do it? I don't think I ever asked you that. No, it's a, it's a tough process, like we said. But I, I don't know. My, my writing style is a little bit different, I think, than most people were. I think most people just like to kind of throw everything at the the, the screenwriter, throw everything on the page and just type whatever comes to their mind, not really thinking about grammar or anything, right? And just get as much as you can on paper, right? It, I think that's a pretty common writing style yeah. that most people have. Yeah. yeah Whereas for me, I really like to think about like really structure things in my head. And what I do type out is very structured and uh Usually, I mean, I'm, I was used to writing papers where kind of just type it all out in one draft. And that's something that I don't think really helped me too much. Does that, does that make sense? What, I, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You're... Yeah. It was basically, I wanted the, the first draft to be the final draft I yeah. guess, in a way where I wanted, I, I literally, this is how I write. And I'm trying so hard to change this. But <laughs> when I write something like I'll be staring at the screen for maybe like a minute maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, type out a sentence and then stare at the screen again, thinking about the next sentence versus just, I don't know, relaying my train. Your inner thoughts. thoughts, Yeah. yeah, And just getting it out there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think either could work. It just depends on what type of person you are. If you are just like that good of a writer where like the first time is going to be your last time, I guess go for it. But I think most of us are not that great writers. So no, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> saying that though, that's that's the thing. Even though I tried so hard for that to the first time to be my last time, it didn't work. I still yeah, ended up yeah. making like five drafts. So 
Um, I think the general advice that most pre-meds get is just the first draft, just type out everything you can with like no limitations. I've even heard some advice, like maybe have a drink or two before yeah. just to, to really uh, lower those inhibitions, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, I, we were talking timelines. I think I started mine maybe in January, my, my application year. So I started mine a little bit earlier, but like I said, I still hadn't taken the MCAT yet. So I was kind of getting the personal statement out of the way, but um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what, how I initially started. Um, let's talk about resources. Cause I think resources are important um, in this. I mean, there's several books, articles, YouTube video. You can find yeah. examples online of people. Yeah. Yeah. Of people's essays. There, there's so many resources on the, the internet that you could look on Reddit or SDN or um, like, like we said, a certain bald man whose last name is a color. Um, but I think some common, common resources are like your school's writing service. Usually most universities have some type of like pre-med undergrad advisor where they'll take a look at your personal statement and stuff like that. But those can book up pretty quickly, right? I, yeah, yeah, you do have to be early with them. Or you can always go to like your school's just generic writing. And they're probably like essay writing yeah service that you can probably go to as well and for sure yeah yeah also your friends i mean your friends are hopefully will tell it to you straight they're yeah they're gonna read it and tell you the first, your personal well, yeah hopefully you have friends yeah. who are like that yeah definitely yeah. they're definitely friends out there that are gonna be nice um but just make it clear to them just like give it to me straight yeah. go all in like, just roast me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> essentially I was uh, reviewing somebody else's personal statement earlier, one of my, uh, one of my friends, and I saw like a comment of one of his friends, I was being like very nice and like, oh, this is really great. And I just like read it and I, I ripped it to shreds yeah. and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I love you, bud, but this is just not it. So you just need, you need somebody like that who does that to your episode too. For sure. Yeah. You kind of want someone who's going to go beyond just little grammar like yeah, fixes yeah. and we'll actually kind of look at the overall story of your your essay That's and true. kind of give you ideas on that but um yeah so those I think and then yeah just people who previously got into med school like Zane you're saying you're looking at people's personal statements now even after you got in because yeah, yeah. I, I mean if they got in right they obviously did something they kind of know what's happening right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're um, vetted to some extent yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, those are I think some common resources. Like I said, there's there's so many out there. There's, but I think usually the I think one of the most annoying pieces of advice I heard uh, between all the different kinds of resources is a personal statement is personal. It's like yes, thank you. That, that, that's very helpful. That's it's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I guess we kind of already also talked about like. How many drafts we did? I think Danny, you said you did about five. I also did about five, but that five is just like not including like all, the one word changes. I'd say like five times, like I significantly changed the structure or like some re reflected reflection part of my essay uh, and things like that. Um, but going more into what a draft could look like for you, like a format for a draft, there's like this common like format out there that you've probably heard of. So we're just kind of going to run through it really quickly. It's probably going to be very generic, but as Danny said, the personal statement is supposed to be personal. So all of these things, you kind of just have to fill in from your own life experiences. So the first thing is the seed, quote unquote. So 
what's like the first thing that got you into medicine? Like, was it the time that you, I don't know, observed a family member getting some type of life-saving surgery or I don't know, you personally were a patient when you were young. Something along those lines is like the quote-unquote seed. And those are just generic examples, again, for you to fill in for yourself. Um, and then usually people try and transition into what they've done you know, since they started college. So the clinical experiences, whatever experiences that you've had that have led you to want to become a doctor. And this is definitely the most important part, you know, showing the impact that you've had on other people and really how that has influenced your decision, what, you know, your, the, your impact on other people and how that has influenced you to become a doctor. And then I, I don't know how common this last part is, but also maybe a quick couple sentences on what you plan to do in medicine, not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to be a neurocardiothoracic surgeon. Classic. Um, <laughs> but like maybe this is specific population you want to work with. Maybe you really like working with children. Maybe um, maybe you really know that you want to do research. So like maybe you don't want to do an MD-PhD, but you want to be involved in research or something along those lines where you're kind of saying like, this is, this is why I want to be a doctor. And more specifically, I want to do a doctor to become a doctor to do X, Y, and Z. Um, but that's kind of the generic format out there. Anything else you want to add, Danny? All you have to say is I like science and I want to help people. <laughs> that's all you need. Don't even that's need the good. full <laughs> No, no, I, I think you, you covered it pretty well. It's, it's kind of like uh, past, present, future structure. Yeah. And you don't have to do it in that order. I've seen people who kind of switch it up and they'll talk, start talking about like some like very like captivating experience as their hook and then transition to a seed. Um, so you can kind of do it both ways as well. Yeah, I, I've heard the the hook or the seed, uh, whatever you want to call it, just the kind of the first thing you start your essay off um, is usually kind of, I would say pretty important because I mean, talk to any, of those resources we talked about that's the first thing your people are going to see you got to grab their yeah. attention somehow yeah, yeah. um so For most sure. most personal statements have some type of hook i mean that's just essay writing 101 right you want to grab your readers attention right you gotta hook them in oh yeah hook them <laughs> in. <laughs> oh man we are good on the puns today huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that's kind of like the generic format that um, you could probably fit most people's personal statements in. Um, let's get a little bit into kind of a, well, now we're going to kind of hone into our personal statements. We're obviously not going to get into too much detail because again, personal statements are personal, <laughs> but I, we're just going to talk about the general organization that kind of Zane was talking about and how we could like how our personal statements kind of match that and maybe went against that. Um, I'll go first. So my personal statement, I, I'm pretty sure I used every single character available to me. Not that that matters, but um, I started off with an ENT story that I thought was really interesting and uh, really captured like the thrills and excitement of medicine. And then I went into another story about how I was first exposed to medicine. So that I guess was kind of my seed. Uh, so I had my hook with the story that I personally exper like experienced working as an EMT and then how I was uh, after that, how I was initially exposed to medicine when I was younger with a family member getting hospitalized. Um, then I talked about another family member who I actually had more kind of patient care, not patient care, but like I was more active in their care 
um, and taking care of them and kind of bonding with them. Um, I talked a little bit about engineering, which was obviously for both Zane and me an important part of our journey um, because we both did yeah. engineering in undergrad. Um, and then I basically talked about how I realized engineering wasn't really enough. I wanted more of a direct impact on people. Um, and I brought it kind of back to another EMT story where I actually experienced that. So I was kind of going kind of full circle in a way. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of just wrapped it up again, like Zane said, with what I plan to do in medicine, I kept it pretty broad, just saying like, I want to make more of a direct impact, nothing like specific, like, oh, I want to be a cardiothoracic neurosurgeon, you know, uh, <laughs> nothing like that, but pretty, um, pretty broad. But um, yeah, that, that's kind of it. That, that was kind of the structure of mine. Like I said, not getting into too much detail, just the general like organization of mine. How about you, Zane? I mean, mine was pretty similar to the format I kind of just gave out. So my C, I started off with my C, which is a family member also getting hospitalized. Um, and I went very much chronologically uh, in terms of my format. That's because I'm not a great writer. I can't do many fancy things in my writing. So I kind of just was like, okay, what makes the most sense for a reader if they read mine? So mine was chronological. So started off with that C, then went into... Um, engineering and um, how that affected my journey and similar to how Danny said I also thought it wasn't enough um, and then I transitioned into um, my clinical experience working in the hospital um, and then I kind of brought that experience kind of full circle um, with you know my uh, family member and their hospitalization and then my last what you know my last experience that I also talked about was actually my teaching experience and I kind of related that to also how I wanted to become a physician um, and at the end, I essentially kind of gave like a brief, I, I don't know if it's like a brief summary, but basically a brief reason, again, like I want to directly impact patients as a physician through, you know, X, through X, Y, and Z. Uh -huh. But yeah, very similar to Danny's structure. You can kind of see how like yeah. our stories when we're talking about it very generically are almost exactly the same in a way. So yeah this the the sort like this the structure that we have is every pre-med at the end of the day we all like science we all want to help yeah. <laughs> it's just worded a very very yes. like yeah in a much more well thought out way than just saying that um verbatim so For yeah sure. that's essentially my personal statement and i guess next we can go into some of the common mistakes that you know we've seen other people making their personal statements. I don't know, Danny, if you want to start out with a couple. For sure, yeah. So, um, I mean, first of all, we've, we've said this time and time again, we're not going to tell you exactly what to do, but this is just some things that we kind of noticed or yeah. heard from resources on common mistakes is the first one, kind of talking too much about just observing. I know there are some people that their whole personal statement is about shadowing. And um, from what I've heard, a lot of med schools don't seem to like that because you're kind of playing a passive part in shadowing, right? And you're not actively taking care of someone or you're not actively being involved in the healthcare system. You're just kind of being very passive. And uh, when you write an entire personal statement about it, uh, just observing and observing, yeah, it's good that you're getting that observation, but what are you doing about it? You, you got to take that next step. It's, and yeah, a lot of, I think, personal statements are about growth. And we kind of talked about it with exactly. ours where- we started off with some initial experience and that kind of built, grew from there. It's the seed, right? It grows. Yeah, yeah. words. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what about you, Zane? What else do you want to say? Yeah, I mean, 
I would say like observations are okay, like to some extent, but it, mm -hmm. like again, just your whole essay, like shadowing or like observing some medical treatment being done is just not, not I, what I think people want to see. Yeah. Um, I would say another big thing is just telling instead of showing. I know that's like the classic like, show don't essay. tell. <laughs> yeah, the classic essay like advice show don't tell, but like I think it's really important in especially this essay where a lot of a lot of what you're trying to say is through the actions that you have and how you're able to help the people that you talk about in your story. So if you just say like, oh, I, you know, I was there when X, Y, and Z cried and I talked to them and I made them feel better. Like, is that really compelling? No, but like, if you say like, oh, I sat down and we talked about like X, Y, and Z's family member. And like, they said like, you know, talk about it in a more personal, again, going back to what Danny said, making it personal, <laughs> giving those details that make it really genuine and not just like, oh, I did X, Y, and Z. And mm -hmm. this is why I want to be a doctor. So, um, yeah. yeah, Danny, anything else? So just to add on to that, I I mean, I I would say I have a pretty decent attention span. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I could focus, uh, but I've I've like I said, I've I've read some other students' personal statements who are writing them now. Listen, man, you you gotta <laughs> you gotta be a little more descriptive. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'm gonna get bored and uh, I'm sure it's just gonna be bouncing around and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, like kind of what Zima's saying, instead of saying like I ventilated the patient, that's that's a lot of just telling me what you did. How about like my gloved hands freezing from the cold night air, quickly squeeze the ambu bag back and forth. Okay, that, that's a little bit, <laughs> but okay. you get what I'm saying, though. Like, just add some, add some detail. Poetic man. Danny yeah. on the mic. I, I'm basically Shakespeare. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, yeah, and then I guess the last thing we should mention is just being too much of a tryhard and making your story unique. Too much of a gunner. <laughs> too much of a gunner, right? I mean, there's one thing. There's a difference between exaggerating and then straight up lying, okay? Obviously, you want your story to be interesting, like we said before, you don't want the reader to get bored and you want to, you want your story to be unique, but you don't want to go too far where it's just completely unbelievable. I mean, there's a difference yeah. between saying, what's a good example, I guess. Like, like saying like, oh, I performed surgery on the patient. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you did not perform surgery on the patient. You might've been there like <laughs> pre-op or post-op, like, giving care to the patient but you were not in the room like cutting open the patient like it didn't happen yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. or just um in general just like trying to make it seem like your experiences are like super unique like oh I was able to help this like this person in the hospital and like I don't think I like I've ever like I'll like what I did was so unique and that I helped this person like no it's not you help the person that's what every prima does is yeah. like trying to volunteer and help people around in the hospital like don't try and make it seem like what you did was like you're the only person that's ever done this experience and like that's why they should accept you because your experiences are like super extraordinary and like helping out people but like I guess some experiences are super extraordinary but in most cases I feel like they're you know they're all the same it's just kind of the way you tell them um, is what matters most. 
Yeah, I think there's there's a, a really strong balance with the personal statement. There's a strong balance between selling yourself and being humble. And for me, I'm I've always kind of I mean I like to say I'm a humble person. And I'm not very good at selling myself. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll say that you are. David. Okay, <laughs> where it's kind of I don't want to like I'm not used to I'm not a salesman, right? Like I I was an engineer. <laughs> I'm not used to like trying to sell something, especially like my own abilities. So there's a diff- there's kind of that extreme, and then there's the extreme of basically exaggerating about every single one of your abilities, saying, "Oh, I've." say resuscitated a hundred patients or uh yeah. yeah i performed surgery on a six-year-old uh with on the side of a road yeah. with no equipment except right. for one knife i intubated someone with a pen cap i don't know <laughs> um but yeah there, there's a strong balance between that and that's something that's why it takes so many drafts right you gotta kind of zoom in between that uh and that's why it also helps to just get as many eyes as you can to look at it, um, get as many different opinions as you can to look at it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty good. Don't, don't be a gunner. That's, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> a, a common advice on here. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy or girl, but, um, yeah. So last thing we should talk about, when do you know when you're done with your personal statement? I have the answer to this. The answer is you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I like usually the goal for submitting your primary application is submit as early as you can. And the goal I set for myself was like June 1st, which was like a week after it opened. Um, Obviously, that's different for some people, but you want to submit as early as you can. And I'm pretty sure I submitted mine on June 1st and I was editing mine all the way up to June 1st. Just it wasn't like major changes at that point. I was just making, you know, little grammar errors or changing like one sentence or something. But Honestly, like, I think most pre-meds are perfectionists where they're going to, every single time they read the personal statement, they'll find something that they could change. Um, I think that's just our nature, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll second that. I also, I also was editing it up to the very last day. And I remember just like changing the very last word in my essay right before I submitted. (laughs) So I was changing everything before too, but uh, as to Danny's point, do try. One, I don't know if we were going to mention this at some point, but you shouldn't be like trying to submit your application as early as possible while sacrificing quality. Submit your essay when you feel confident that your essay is the best you can get out of it. Like you'll know that, like of course, like I, there's always things to improve, but like at that point, it's like the best you can do, and you don't want to like extend it like weeks just trying to perfect like 10 words but for sure yeah yeah. it's again it's another balance where you don't want to sacrifice quality but you also want to get in your application as soon as possible um that's why you want to start out now so you can get those drafts in and then um that way when like june like late may comes around you don't really have to think about the personal statement as much yeah you got to think about secondaries (laughs) we'll get into that but that's a that's another story that that's just awful but um yeah no i I think that kind of covers it i did did yeah i think so too yeah i think we basically went through yeah personal statement yeah Yeah, so guys, that kind of begins our primary application process series. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed. I guess the next episode, we will 
begin talking about the MCATs. Dun, dun, dun. No. <laughs> you um, mean cars. Dun, cars. Dun. <laughs> yeah. It just, it basically <laughs> comes down to cars. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So next, next time we'll talk about the MCAT. I think we're really trying to uh, speed up these application episodes. Um, I mean, don't hold us to it. We're, we're still we'll do our best. Yeah, but, we're, um... we're going to do our best, but uh Again, the motto is, at the end of the day, we're just two scrubs talking about what it's like to become a doctor, right? Yes, sir. That's our experiences. So hope you guys enjoyed and hope you tune in next time. Peace.